0: Donkey. Hey everybody, welcome back to CORE, this is CORE, episode, I don't know, 104, turns out, CORE 104, <laughs> that worked out pretty good there, with the number and whatnot, uh, I'm Scott Johnson with Schwartz and John Jagger, this is a Heroes of the Storm podcast that makes it pretty much so you don't have to listen to any of the other ones, okay, they're all, they're okay, there's some moments, there's this one with a bunch of freaking... The biggest problem is they're just fanboys of the of the what what are they called? The the Green Ranger, and that's all they want to talk about over there. That's their whole show. Why would you want that when you come over here and get proper heroes knowledge? That's all I'm saying. Well, careful now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I tease, I kid, I joke. Let,
1: let's not let's not promise proper heroes knowledge. I was with you all the way up oh. until the oh. proper heroes knowledge. Oh, they I see. do love the Green Ranger
0: so much. Yeah, they do. They're like do. uh way into him. Uh, And good luck to all the Zords. But anyway, we're back, and we're doing a show. Thank you all for being here. Uh, Now we're two weeks away from BlizzCon. Now it's in our rearview mirror in a way that is uh, sad and and also a a little bit weird. Like, I can't believe it's been that much time since we were there, because it feels like we were just there. But that means that we've moved on in our lives and also in our heroes' lives. But I think it matters once in a while on this show for us to dip back in and go, now wait a minute. We did this a little bit in the little pre-show thing we did on Thursday at BlizzCon. But it's good to, to look back and go, hey, 2.0, how you doing over there, right? Like, did you work out the way we wanted you to? Are we getting the things we want? Is the loot working out okay? How about that extra XP or the gold that gets dropped? All that kind of stuff. How are the events treating us? How is a post 2.0 world treating us? And um, I don't know. I feel like there's more variety now. I feel like my loot boxes are... Uh, pretty fun to go through and when I open one I'm often getting at least something I want uh, sometimes on the first roll and if not I'll re-roll a couple of times and I'm doing enough of my quests and stuff to have enough gold to do that and I feel like I'm in a pretty good groove uh, with 2.0 I think that it will be a much better post 2.0 world when a lot of their systems stuff rolls in for 2018 that they talked about at BlizzCon they address a lot of the problems that the game still has despite Kind of 2.0 being out there and being a a popular addition to the game, but also we now live in a I don't know post everyone's pissed at Star Wars World because loot boxes and okay. uh, pay to win and all these other things. And meanwhile, I feel like Blizzard's almost like in a corner over here with their games, going, uh, please don't talk about our loot boxes, please. We tried to do it right. We think we're doing it right, but just please leave us out of this. Kind of I get the sense. Okay, I could be yeah. wrong, but that's how it feels. Yeah. So John. You know how I feel. I, I feel like two point was a solid thing and I enjoy it. And it's made the game way more cool for me. Uh, how are you now that we can look back a little bit more on it and look forward, I guess, to 2018?
1: Well, I think what I, what I really want to kind of look at, cause I, I do feel like we talked a lot about loot boxes and currencies and all that stuff last week. And we had a really good discussion. We've heard from a lot of people and I think it's been productive and good. Um, but I'm curious what people, uh, by people, I mean you guys think about the events that we've been having in the game. Because I feel like we're having a bunch of events now in Heroes of the Storm. It feels like every, every week there's a new event going on. And that might go for a couple weeks, but then another one takes its place after. Uh, I personally think it's kind of cool to have. But uh, it is a world where not all events are created equal. For example, right now we have the Twin Dragons event going on. And you get a portrait for logging in, and there's some more portraits that you can unlock from doing various things, and that's kind of it. It's kind of a nice little celebration of hey, we're putting Alex Straza and Hanzo in the game, um, but that's kind of that's kind of all it is. Which is a little different from the Hollow's End, which just wrapped up right in time for this, where obviously we had their own loot boxes with all new unique items and and all sorts of stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I thought it would be fun to kind of just look back and think about what events used to be before 2.0 and say, okay, well, well, how are they now? And do we feel like we've gotten a better deal out of it? Because if you guys remember back in the day, the original uh, events for Heroes of the Storm was there'd be an XP boost, you'd earn more gold, you'd earn more experience, I guess I already said that with XP boost, and you'd usually <laughs> unlock like a stim pack. Yeah. And and that was kind of it. Sometimes there were new skins associated with it, sometimes there weren't. And maybe once in a blue moon there was a portrait to go along with it. And while that was cool to get those free boosts because it was a lot of XP, um, I kind of feel like we're in a better place now. But I'm curious what you guys think.
0: Okay. So I want to throw this to Bo first, but I, I will I do want to say this about events. I hadn't really considered it, but you're right. These this is the first time they've kind of rolled into each other. It's almost like there's always an event happening, not quite exactly that, but like we went from the Overwatch event with all the little Overwatch style loot boxes popping up all over the place to help celebrate uh, that map, and what else came in then? Who was the hero? Oh, Junkrat. Get- right. Am I thinking of the wrong thing? This recent one where the where the million boxes would be there and you had to click as many as you could. Yeah, beginning. that was Anna and Junkrat. Anna and Junkrat. Anna. Was it Anna? Yeah, that feels way separated to me. I guess it's not. You're right. It's
1: separated by about three weeks.
0: Yeah, it feels like it's supposed to be longer. But anyway, why? that's weird. I feel like Ana was six months ago and Junkrat was last week. It's it's jacked up in my head. But anyway, that went on for a good long time. And I really enjoyed that one. I thought that one was fun. and, And actually, I don't know, felt like something weird to do at the beginning of the game. It felt like I was in like a like one of those crappy arcades where everything you do gets you tickets, you know? Yeah, I hate those kinds of things normally, but that's that was kind of what that 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 loop felt like, and it felt good, and it looked cool, and the little boxes were fun to pop, and the speed increase was weird, and has nothing to do with the overall game uh, at the end of that ma- you know the match, but it would be this fun stupid thing to do, and then it rolled right into Halloween, like right over into it, Halloween event stuff started kicking off, and it there was really no break in there. I guess right now we have kind of a little break, don't we? There's some kind of nothing going on right now, or am I thinking wrong?
1: Well, we got the the double dragons event, but
0: it's it's small. It's a quiet event. It's a little one, sure. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I guess that's going on. So, I, I uh, just to answer that, I feel like that's been okay. Uh, Bo, uh,
2: how are you feeling about it? You want more? You want less? Are They doing just right? Uh, f- so for the two point like this is a debrief on two point oh, sure, right? Sure, why not? Sure. I mean, you
0: yeah. were, right now we're talking For about a, events, but it doesn't matter. Like, 2. Oh, what do you want it to be? What do you well, feel like? Yeah.
2: I'm not entirely sure. I think we're still in the middle of the 2.0 deal. I, I didn't, it wasn't a one and done kind of thing. I think we're see it with if we were surfers on a wave and 2.0 was like that first time when it gets the NAR gets so pitted. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, you know you're on that wave, and so the wave is continuing. So I viewed a lot of what we've got over the course of the year as part of that same. It's part all part of the same event, just not announced then. So I kind of, I kind of feel like we're still in it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the big impactful things for 2.0 wow. was the progression system, yeah. And I think that's it. I mean, there was a map event. I mean, it depends how you want to dissect all of this stuff. Um, because we're in the eventuality of time given the nature of this game going to get maps and going to get heroes so there wasn't 2.0 didn't really change anything about that um the biggest thing to me was the overall player experience progression system and you and you're happy with how that went in general right um yeah overall yes yeah let's yeah i mean we have i mean we always have things to say on our show and, and as players we have things we'd like to see go better but i like to think we like it, and we want to refine it further. You know, so our thoughts and feelings sort of reflect that. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's good. The chat room tends to agree. It
0: looks like they say uh, they overall have liked those changes, or at least that seems to be the comments going on here. Uh, some people say I do miss the XP boost a little. It was noticeable when the yearly stim pack ran out, but otherwise I think they've been better lately. That's from Ratha.
1: Yeah, I think that's true. I think I I do miss the XP bonus because there was something fun about just ridiculously stacking those XP bonuses because they all stacked on top of each other. So it was, oh, I've got a stim pack, and I've got four friends with me mm-hmm. and I've got this holiday bonus going. All right, I've completed one game and you just watch that little bar go crazy yeah. from even a short game. And I think that was fun. Uh, but it also, as we had more and more and more hit,
2: I think it lost some of its shine. That's sure. still in the game, with the exception of the holiday bonus, which I think was what the main thing you were saying Yeah, you still, you still get the boost from, uh, friends, from friends, but it's not... It's not from a, playing the, Yeah, ranked and team league, you get more boosts and stuff like I don't that. Know there if still is a little chart.
0: I don't know if that stuff got... Yeah. Some of that may have gotten a little nerfed or whatever, but the, the added benefit of the events stuff did make, I don't know, maybe enough of a difference that seemed more noticeable. But maybe it was also more noticeable because back then, it was a much bigger slog to get XP for these characters, and now it's not, you know... It's not the same. They've uncapped it. And you just kind of go. And um, I really like having like new character like Alex Straza get in there and three games later I'm level four. Like you crank through those early levels. And, um, you know, that adds to your player level. That adds to your loot box collection. Like that loop feels good to me. Where it starts to feel not good to me is where you're trying to be smart about your comp and you're picking characters that are either a long way from leveling again or... Yeah, and mainly that i guess and so you feel like yeah. you're not making as much progress so there's no perfect solution to that but i think this is so much better than the old way just so much better the old way felt forever like getting jaina to another level was like pulling teeth and now it's not that big a deal i can do it in a few
2: games and get her there so you get a loot box every time on the way yeah and that's nice it is good i th- I think the thing I'm looking forward to most right now in 2.0 is getting the third dot on my portrait. I'm like 40 <laughs> levels away. i I can see it. It's within my sights. Did you, you gotta get, I'll get be, that 30 of three dots, and I'll be able to lord over two dots and one dots, sure. and especially no dots. Yeah, your epine. You got a new <laughs> epine to show off. That's right. I got to do dot in my epine.
0: Do you? Uh, <laughs> you should get a look at. <laughs> do you? Um. Uh. What was I gonna say to you? I was gonna say to you. Oh. The
2: taunt thing that you get at fifteen or whatever it is now. What is it? I uh-huh. forget. The Uh well, it's basically you get this like shiny little symbol that animates above your head when you do it. Well, I you think that's it. all it is.
0: Yeah, I think that's all it is too. I got that um, yesterday on Tracer and it and it felt good. I just wanted to
2: Let me tell out. you, I have a few characters above fifty now because it gets bigger and bigger the higher you go. Yeah. And at fifty it it looks kind of badass. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you. I'm like I'm just like, when I, when I get my rankings and I'm like, oh, I'm playing Kelthos and I spam that thing over and over, just so people know, Yeah, I have very shiny jewelry. I, lo- I like the idea if it hits 100,
0: uh, it'll be so big, it will become a map objective somehow. That's why they had to
2: zoom out the camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we figured it out. They're like, oh, no, we made the... Is it easier to shrink this or make the camera go out? They're like, make the camera go out
1: i've noticed you doing the taunt before and i had never seen you do it and i thought oh man bo's been apparently playing so much hero league he's all try hard now Mm -hmm. look at him in there mocking people but it's just because you like looking at your badge isn't it
2: yeah 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 no for sure i like (laughs) i'm a show-off when i get in my games that's i used to like the master skin system because i'd be like here i am i'm a master at this hero and yeah. now I don't have that, so I have to use my jewelry to show off. Well, I yeah. hope they hurry up with the other stuff that's coming soon. The,
0: the big thing I keep noticing, like in games last night, I was playing with uh, John and Kyle and not Kyle. I did it again. <laughs> I'm not even on the game with him, and I did it again. It was Garrett this time. Um, and who else was with us? TBK and someone else. Was that it? That was it. That was it. And uh, we had a really good time. It was really fun, and we had a good laugh, but we lost a number of games in a row. And some were hard fought and way long, like 38 minutes. One of them was or something like that. And, uh, and all I kept thinking was, um, what, what was, where was I going with this? I had a place to go with this and I was going to say, oh, st- uh, stealth changes. They cannot come fast enough. Like I want those like t- yesterday.
1: Yeah. Cause you were a little thrown off by that. I noticed like it's a little hard to keep track of when you get a whole bunch of information that's actually spanning, because we know what's coming, essentially, for yeah. the rest of the year. Yeah. I, they could, There could be other surprises, but um, we basically know what's coming. And so you even said, well, hey, I'm going to be excited to try Lele when those changes go live. And you, know, they, and you said, well, yeah. that's live. <laughs> that's here live. now.
0: <laughs> they were literally here now, yeah.
1: And then you made some comment about like this stealth, I, I wait, can I dodge these mercs? I thought I'd be able to dodge these mercs. And no, that part's not live. Yeah. So there is a there is a weird disconnect when you follow it real specifically. And it's like, oh, okay, well, these changes are here now. These changes are coming. Yeah. And you kind of have to keep that separated. Plus,
0: I think I prioritized them when I was at BlizzCon and I, I picked the, I kind of cherry picked the ones I thought were most important to me. And then I, I gave those the kind of mental priority that meant they should be here by now but they're not here yet (laughs) it's important to me and therefore should be first there you go exactly it's a very selfish stance and i took it but it's uh you know stealth come on now now's the time this is the place in fact why not roll that out early i understand the tower things may have to be there for that there's some connective stuff going on there but man i don't see any reason to delay stealth let's get that fix in i don't want to i don't want to wait till 2018 just because you said 2018 doesn't mean you can't surprise us in 2017 blizzard is all I'm saying about that. Okay.
1: Yeah, I'm sure they have it all ready to go right now. They're just waiting. They're just like, ah, make them wait.
0: Yeah. And but are you still sitting on like, uh, I don't know, 400 loot boxes or whatever? Like, what's your status there? Uh
2: I'm in the 60 to 70 range, but I went on an opening spree this weekend um, because Alarak is an announcer in this latest patch. Oh. And that is a must-buy. um, Alarak's, I think, one of my favorite blizzard characters ever i just i love how hard they lean into how much of a jerk he is yeah he's a huge jerk a self-righteous jerk like he's not he's the good guy in his mind he's not like uh he's not like i'm a villain (laughs) because i'm gonna destroy the world because whatever i'm you know the i'm a villain (laughs) the undead and dragons and everything he's just like no 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 power power might rules and i'm the mightiest
0: yeah and he doesn't appreciate anything He's he's kind of a giant dick, but whatever. I'm with you. I would like that voice back. I'm assuming he's super snarky and negative about everything, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. The other team has taken your tower. Your keep is destroyed. Bah! You guys like I do look forward to that. Um, He's
2: like pathetic. Yeah, that's and it's your own core. He's not encouraging. He's like, oh yeah. And for those at home, not
0: myself. If you're not keeping up at home, he is played by John Delancey, the uh, voice actor uh, who is the uh, actor who played q on star trek among other things also played Jesse's girlfriend's dad uh flight directing dad in breaking bad uh that's who that guy ben is
1: and has very dry hands and
0: his yeah. hands are really dry and cavernous they're like uh when you when you hold them they feel like you can feel the 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 uh the the schisms between the flesh that would normally be attached on the rest of our hands but his hands they're all sort of separated out, kind of like um, Sam Neill in that uh, that's uh, that outer space horror movie. What was that called?
1: <laughs> wow, that went place. Event, event Horizon.
0: <laughs> at the end, you know how he's all like cracked, like like the Earth, and he's so, talking to what's his name in a little crawl space. It, it's kind like of, that's yeah. how his hands were like that. So I was
2: thinking, if you were to do a cast of his hand, would it come out looking like an HG Geiger painting?
0: <laughs> uh, not quite that. That's too mechanical and too almost alien this thing that he's got is more like um oh let me think here uh what's a good comparison <laughs> you know that okay you know in that movie um <laughs> weirdly related the the one the the one with tim taylor the tool man uh where they're out in space what's it called Toy story <laughs> well no 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 not that one Toy story too no the live action deal galaxy galaxy quest. quest it's galaxy quest and they get to that one dirt planet and there's all the little midgety things running around And at Uh some point, a giant rock creature stands up and chases him around and fights. Imagine if your hand was big enough to match the size of that giant rock creature and you could shake it. That's how it would feel to shake John Delancey's hand. Just a big, stony, cavernous, porous, dry, like like a dirty, dry sponge on the street kind of hand. And I'm you, glad we did this. I'm yeah, glad did I'm glad we went this, this, this way, too. Because
2: I learned on The Instance this week that uh, Darren DePaul, uh, as part of his research for his voice role, listened to The Instance. Yeah. So I just want to say, hi, John DeLancey. <laughs> Dude, if he Hello. listens, if he listens <laughs> I'd be shocked.
0: Show. That guy tried to... I told you what happened. This is the only reason I know this. People are like, Scott, why do you know so much about his hand? It's not a new Hollywood scandal. It goes <laughs> like this. <laughs> it was violated back now. I was it was back in two thousand and twelve or thirteen or something. I was at the Star Trek convention in Las Vegas. He was there and I thought, Oh, I want to get his signature or his photo thing. And I went up there and I had twenty-nine bucks with me. And I figured this thing would be like twenty bucks or something. I get up to the line, I go, Hey, I loved your breaking bad stuff too. Oh, thanks very much. Yeah, it was great. And loved you on Star Trek. Uh, how much for the portraits? He goes, thirty dollars. I go, Oh, I have twenty nine. I have no way to get other cash. He goes, Oh, well, I guess that's I guess that's too bad. <laughs> It totally alleract me, man. <laughs>
1: you did get alleract, but I did. But shake- I will say, in all fairness, Scott, when's the last time you went to buy anything and you were like, oh, "I just don't have enough money," and they were like, "It's okay,
0: it's I, fine." It, it's more, but that transaction at like a convention, it's different. It's not like it's a Walmart guy who can't do anything but read. You know, scan it in. He could have said, oh,
2: "That's fine." He could have totally done that. <laughs>
0: He yeah, could. we're not
2: shorting some major corporation. You know that guy works. If his till is low, right? He's in trouble. You're getting the guy fight. You're kind of asking him to, yeah. like, that's an that's an imposition. But you, you, it's like you're talking directly to the CEO of Walmart it, himself. He can be like, sure, just pay me five space bucks. Yeah. Give me some gems in the euros two point Yeah, exactly. So it yeah, didn't happen. Do what he wants?
0: It was fine. I shook his hand though, and that left an impression for sure, like a literal one yeah. on my hand.
2: It could
1: have been a lot worse, though. He could have been like, well, just meet me out back.
0: (laughs) Chat room. Freak and Monica thought we were talking about Space Cowboys earlier. Tim Taylor is not in. uh, (laughs) It's not even his real name. What's his name? Not Tim Taylor. Tim. Tim Allen. Tim Allen, who plays Tim Taylor, uh, was not in Space Cowboys. All right. Moving on. Hey, Alex Straza is in the game there. Uh, She's a dragon lady. She's got some uh, cool skins and uh, that sort of thing. She turns into a dragon. Uh, She relies heavily on her D. Uh, she's, uh, got a really fun E build and I like her a lot. In fact, I'm very happy with her. Uh, I think she's way fun to play. She, according to Hotlogs, is enjoying something in the range of a 42 to 45% win rate, which seems strong for a new character because they always seem to come in a little low. Um, so that seems all right to me, but, um, not taking that into account and just looking at the pure playability of her. She is fun. And uh, I really like her a lot. John, you've had a chance to play her. What did you think of Alex?
1: Uh, Alex is great. Uh, I really... I I like her kit. It's just fun. It's just a fun, solid kit to play with. And it's... It's made a support character enjoyable for me to play. It's a role I typically don't like that much. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's, it's very fun. And you get to turn into a giant dragon. And it's really hard to argue with being able to turn into a giant dragon especially because that dragon does feel powerful yeah like that's the other thing it's not like oh i turned into a giant dragon and wet noodles for everybody like it feels good it feels strong
0: it almost feels like uh, a second ultimate in a way cuz she gets she gets kind of a mini version of hinterland blast that that is on a relatively short cooldown that blows people away it's not nearly as powerful obviously but it's this nice little Thing that she does, her auto attack fire thing has a great spread splash damage thing. And it's like, I'm killing people with it. Like, they're dying because I use that. And she's got, um uh, while she's in dragon form, she does a much bigger healing circle thing that is helpful if you're trying to get the whole team all healed up or whatever. But it does feel kind of like she's got two ultimates. Because her actual ultimates are also rad. Like, yeah. really fun and really powerful and effective. And they kind of both have, in fact, her, her uh, what is it, her, uh, her D has a longer cooldown than her R's, either of her R's. So her ultimates are actually shorter cooldowns than her built-in trait. <laughs> and they're powerful,
1: weird. too. Yeah. I have a hunch, so I, I asked Twitter and I got a mixture of responses, nothing definitive. Because uh, I thought it was weird. Last night we played a bunch of games and it felt like every comp we went up against was very warrior heavy. Yeah. It was like, oh, here's a diva and an Arthas and a Johanna. And it was just like in every match, tons of warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have a feeling it might tie into her, her healing ult where she switches health pools because that is a massive heal for any character that has a ton of hit points. And it's very easy to get off and it's very easy and effective in combat. And I think she's going to kind of make warriors super OP for a while. And we might have to start considering that with what we take into battle against her.
0: Yeah, and I, my first impression was not to like the sacrifice my life for yours business. Because I don't like that so much. That's why I never play Gul'dan. I don't care to be that guy. Um, and I also don't like it when I have to rely on other people to build shit up the way Ariel does. So she, I thought I wasn't going to like that, her Q stuff. And I like it a lot. It's great. It's fine. It's fine. In fact, you get really good at um, well, at least I'm, I feel like I'm starting to get good at knowing. Uh, <laughs> I said knowing when to hold them. I'm going all Kenny Rogers over here, <clears throat> knowing when to pop the floor, the floor poopy versus giving somebody a cue, which takes away from my life. Um, and it's a nice it's a nice mix of those things. And that floor poopy thing is a really good heal, like it's good stuff. Uh, it's not just a wimpy heal. Healers feel like they or uh, tanks feel like they really get benefit out of getting into that thing and staying there till it pops um i will say this though played what one game yeah one game of carl jim i do not like the carl jim changes at all he is healer non grata now he doesn't heal worth a shit his farts don't do anything he walks by somebody and goes and nothing you don't even smell it you don't even know what's going on i did that around any tanks like uh, who was it we were playing with Freaking KBK, I think, was playing uh, Diablo. It did nothing. It wouldn't even move the needle. It used to move the needle just fine. And even Double Fart. Totally not. I am super not happy with where he is right now. I don't know when that happened or why that happened, but I'm sad that one of my favorite characters it, it in the happened,
2: game. It, it happened when um, uh, Breath of Heaven cooldown increased from 8 seconds to 10 seconds. I don't think they changed the numbers on the heel. I think his heel was always pretty small but he could heal everyone so it was a lot of heal for a group yeah but that eight seconds with insight meant that if you didn't get punches off and had to wait the full eight seconds it was a world of difference between eight and ten seconds it just it's just it's mattered that's been my experience too did you notice that it hadn't i mean are we sure the numbers didn't go down though on the actual heels because they feel like they're way lower i'm I'm not 100%, but I don't think so. I think they've only done minor tweaks to him. I can dig up the patch, but I think the patch where he got changed, uh, that wasn't the healing numbers weren't a fundamental one, but I can dig a look.
0: Well, here's the thing. If you're playing Carl Jim, that is to say Kerosene for new listeners. <laughs> I just realize some people may not know who we're talking about. But if you're playing him uh, to be a great healer, I'm not sure that's where he is anymore. I mean, he was never a great healer, but he was always a good enough healer. Um now i feel like unless you go in there as like a, a super aggressive punchy man you're not going to be much of a support uh now that's just the feeling i had it really bummed me out but thank goodness we have amazing healers in the game right now that are really fun to play and i like support heroes so so all right all that being said
2: Bo Alex you've had some time with her does she tickle your bean yeah, just uh, before I get onto that, it, Karazim didn't have any changes to his numbers. I went to Heroespatchnotes.com oh, sure felt there, like there it. Were,
0: it wasn't it's not like a yeah. percentage change or anything like that. I guess nothing. It was
2: it's I'm based on the feel, because I actually play him a lot in Hero League and it was a world of difference. That extra two seconds just like, Come on, cool down already. Yeah. Cool down, cool down, butt, so I can fart again. <laughs> it's like, no, it's still hot down there. Can't can't fart. No a cool it's a day. bummer it's a bummer all right anyways anyway. uh alex straza i played a couple my first games with her were yesterday actually mm. um seems cool I, I i'm i didn't instantly fall in love but it's not nothing negative See, that's just, weird because that's usually, that's usually with me
0: with new characters i don't fall in love instantly but i did this t- time and i wonder what i wonder why maybe i'm i am hmm. Maybe I'm wrong, or maybe John John, you're wrong too, we're all wrong, because I, I just
2: trauma. i just I felt like I was pressing e a lot. I felt like yeah. most of what I was doing was pressing e a lot, mm. and that wasn't super compelling I, I don't know, but it's two games, so i I'm not I don't want to say anything negative. What yeah. do you
1: have against the e, Bo?
2: ebo Ebo <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like the uh, new nothing e-bron. it's just it's just one i felt like all i was trying to do that match was get e and like yes i'd do the healing thing i didn't find it super compelling okay um, that's actually... you know like go ahead it's not to say it's bad it's just i was trying to find like the the, the wizard the wizardry stuff i love the ultimate well i only played the one ultimate the dragon flying in the sky. that feels cool yeah that does feel um cool and i liked i used it to go from the you can use it to global Mm -hmm. so my team was in a fight in lane and i cast it from the hall of storms and was able to travel all the way to the fight super quickly which ended up mattering but um i don't know i just felt like i'm pressing e a lot and then doing the qw thing they didn't really feel like they were in tandem
0: not really. I don't man. know.
2: It was a, it was a little. There's not a lot. Of, oh, there's, there. there's not he a lot usually of. usually does. Yeah, he and there's not a time. lot of comboing.
0: I'll give you that. Um, she isn't really a combo queen. And the only complaint I would that I have, if I have a negative thing to say, is that the cooldown on dragon form is really long. I think probably too long. It's like a hundred and I don't know how many seconds. Hundred and five or something. And yeah. I feel like I don't have that nearly enough. And that's so much part of her it's 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 why i think hitting e a lot feels like an incomplete kit until you get dragon form and once you get that you're like oh yeah she's like all these other versatility the way that somebody like um uh, or somebody is where you kind of have this back and forth of different styles she just takes so long to get to that second style and then you're often holding it because you're like well i'll save it for a, a fight because why would i want to blow it now on a bunch of minions or whatever so if I had a if I had any complaint it would be like I'd like to see that more often. I think it makes her feel more
2: more fun overall. But I really like her. I think she's great. I have a question about the her auto attacks. I so wasn't clear on it. And I I think I know the answer, but when you go into dragon queen mm-hmm. form, um your auto attacks do damage and I believe they also heal, right? You Ye- heal allies with yes. the auto attack. Yes, although you can't I believe you you can't target, target.
0: right. They have to be, they have to be in line of your
2: flames to heal. Yeah. Yeah. That felt a little weird because I'm like, well, if they happen to be in front of me, great. But if they don't, I guess it's just incidental healing. It's not something you can, you can skill around unless you've maybe got a team of coordinated players who all know to stand in front of you. Right. Right. But the biggest weakness I think with, I'm anticipating with her is that her, her, that big heel you talked about is like a, also a big bullseye. Right. So if you put the du- if you put your W on the ground, and I'm Kelthas, I'm like, well, I know where Flame Strikes going. Yeah. Um. Or you know, Kelthuzad uh, or Vertical Man, as we call him, <laughs> yeah. Vertical Man's going to put all his vertical abilities into that area. What's scary about that is that it bad. It's him and
0: a- Jaina and freaking Tassadar. Even they all have abilities that are just about the same radius as that thing. So when they do it it's very hard to tell what's actually happening in that circle and if you're safe to be in there or not. So mm-hmm. in a in a way, I kind of like it because it is a powerful heal. It's a really good percentage heal on everybody in that circle, and it really is beneficial, to, including me as the person who casted it because I'm often sacrificing life with Q. So I like that thing. Um, and I usually do the E build where E's start to give me health back as well. It's a pretty good talent, and there's not a lot of competition for it at that level. But um, when... Uh, when that's all happening, it's an, I feel like it's a nice trade off. It's either a really good heel, but this big risk of that thing just sits still and you got to wait for it to pop. And if you stand in the middle of that and the other team's paying attention, they're going to make it hard for you. So I, I kind of like that, the, the, the trade off. I don't know if it's exactly right where they need it to be eventually or, or now maybe they'll tweak it and, you know, patch it or whatever, but
2: she's cool. The, The one thing that I feel really enthusiastic about with, um, Alexstrasza is now. They've added dragon technology to the game. Yeah, and Warcraft is rich with dragons, which means I think we could see more dragons with something like think of the dark version of her,
3: Mm -hmm.
2: you know. And so, I because I kind of I I really dig her, but at the same time, she's I'm just trying to find my my place with her because when I'm a dragon, I kind of want to do dragony things, but she's very supporty. If that makes sense, sure. Does he does yeah. does a uh, Deathwing have a human form?
0: I can't remember. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So He's that'd got, be cool. Uh,
1: dude with a big mace and a big old crappy jaw.
0: Do you think if we put in a bunch of oh yeah his jaw is crappy, isn't it? He's had work done. It's bad work. <laughs> <Orc> work work. <laughs> um. But but if a bunch of dragons enter the game and they're all super cool like Straza, does that mean Chromey has to just go home because she sucks? Is that what'll happen there? Uh- <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> no, there'll always be Chromies wanting to be Chromie, but I think what the big issue is is that they always talk about what extra polygons on a model can do. I mean, there was a whole discussion about Alex Strauss's ears mm. uh, and what that does to her silhouette because her in the cinematic she has ears she, she's a blood elf she has noticeable ears we'll say uh and then in the in-game model she has no ears at all
0: oh oh wait what i didn't notice that that's crazy
1: they they don't exist they're tucked up in the horns we'll say oh yeah Um, because the horns and right blizzard actually Hmm. responded they said you're you're right it has to do with keeping the model polygon count low the silhouette from an overhead perspective and what we want it to look like and what matters versus what doesn't matter and we ultimately decided it was best to cut. Well, if that's the world we live in, what do you do if you all of a sudden give a team the potential to have four or five dragons running around at the same time? Like, they're big, and you want them to be big, but that's a lot of space being taken up by very complicated character shapes, mm-hmm. and what does that do to the game? So <laughs> I I would be surprised if they went, hog wild on adding a ton of dragons.
2: i found sure. alex straws ears mm. uh so hanzo is going to have a far strider hanzo skin mm. and his ears are j- <laughs>
0: Are they? it's oh, like it's blood elf
2: uh, hanzo and he's got like his ears are as long as his pony oh that's awesome like, i love that yeah.
0: but what's so, funny is it does sen- i mean what john's ex- explaining is something i always get fascinated about with video games it's like this economy this um it's like they have only so much room for an inventory, if you want to call it that, of polygons, and they can, they have to get creative about what can show and what can't, and those ears getting tucked in. I would have never even known this had you not said it. Like, I wouldn't even have thought about it. I would never have gone, oh, her ears aren't showing because they're trying to save polygons. I would have never thought that, but I love that kind of weird insider, you know, crap they have to do. And they did go into pretty good detail in some of those panels about how they made a giant dragon pivot and turn right and not look glitchy and and all that and i'm happy to say she looks great she doesn't doesn't strike me as stupid in any way except maybe she's got a cod piece that's a little out of control
2: <laughs> all right scott just a l- right. just a little john just a bit are you talking about her um her like panty armor no it's her she's got this uh
0: like a superhero skin or like a space leather skin thing I've it's like her.
1: Maleficent from. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: yeah there you yeah. go. And um, I'm just saying, next time you're in there, just you know, she's she's packing a. She let me, let's just say she went to she went to the uh, she went to Walmart, grabbed a pair of socks, and no one saw those socks again. Let's just say that.
2: <laughs> you know, there's all all different shapes and sizes and kinds of people. Sure, We're no, okay. it's not
0: a problem. Yeah. No judgment. She can be whoever she wants to be, but it is it definitely a thing I couldn't help but notice. Anyway. There's that. Uh, yeah. She's great. And y'all should uh, uh, play her, I think. I think, she's, I think she's fun, especially if you're a support fan like me. And um, she's just definitely interesting, for sure. Also, uh, I, do, I do like that almost every uh, healer lately, I shouldn't say, because Carl Jim was like this too, but I love that they can be a formidable problem outside of just how they're healing. You know, the dragon form is really a problem. Like get the hell out of that freaking spray because she her auto attack is brutal. Um she's her ultimate is this wicked combination of giant meteors falling out of the sky that both hurt the other team terribly. I mean, I get kills on that almost almost every time I do it. And then I was reminded by John like three games in. By the way, that also heals people. <laughs> and I think you I think you actually showed me it happening because you healed this while we were running away from a fight, but I had forgotten that this big reticule of falling debris or whatever from the sky is both a heal and a damage depending on who you are and that combination can be really really effective so she's just more than here's some healing hope you guys feel better and i and i like that i like that trend i think uh, what's his name's like that um russian man stukov.
1: stukov russian man
2: russian man he's also like that did anyone ever take the healing alt i did uh, i have not tried it no yeah, did you feel, because it's whoever has the lowest health gets brought up to the health of the highest one, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's just kind of weird, like, isn't it, I don't know, it seems like a kind of tough
1: it's one to It's super do, powerful, like, yeah. it, you need to be very careful with it, obviously, because, yeah. you know, you might do something unintended, but... What I tend to do build-wise is I take the ability where if you cast a heal while you're over 75% life, she drops mm. a little bloom on the ground, which negates the health reduction if she casts the next time she casts Q. So you keep her at high health through the entire match, and then you let your tanks or you know DPS go in and go a little crazy and get targeted, and then you just do a full health uh, refill on them. And they're good to keep going. Like it, it's a insane amount of health. Like there is nothing more discouraging than not being able to do damage to like a Zarya or something because they keep shielding and you finally chip enough damage away and you're like, all right, finally, and then all of her health comes back, and you're just like, Oh my gosh, how are we gonna do this? This is the worst thing ever. Uh it can it can completely demoralize a team fight. So it's really, really strong. Is it
0: her draining all her? her current health to give to that to that Zarya or is it coming from the other another player on the team who has high health like I don't remember how that works
1: Ooh. it's her it's she's her. either taking health uh from them or she's giving health to other people it's whoever's lowest but it's always her
0: okay so it depends on where so if, so Zarya is high and she's low if she does this all she's gonna get Zarya's health yeah Oh, that's a trolley thing to do. But I it?
1: don't think it removes the health in that case. I don't know. I haven't played with it enough. It's, I that would be, I can't remember yeah. how it works. I don't think there's a way you control your team by suddenly giving them no health while they're up in the front, but I could be wrong. <laughs> that would suck so bad.
0: Yeah, Be not it kidding. like
1: two health and just swap with your tank and yeah. be like, I hate this team.
0: Yeah. Well, anyway, she's out there. She's doing things. Hey, Blizz Travis. You know Travis there over there at blizzard (laughs) uh clarified some mmr changes yeah that one he's the one okay uh redditor edit sparkle did the hard work uh for all of us and has compiled a list of comments by blizz travis uh, that he's made about upcoming mmr changes in heroes
2: anything in here of note that we should Uh, uh, this is all about performance-based mmr
0: yeah
2: i look on it so it's just sort of summing up what it's about there's a lot of questions about how this works. And I think the, I mean, we're not going to go through uh, the entire list, but if you want to look at it, I'd go to Reddit and read through it. Yeah. Um, Cause it is very informative. I think the TLDR on the way this works is that matchmaking is still going to factor wins and losses. It's still a system based on that. Um, and uh, what the system is going to do is, you know, evaluate you on a, a number of metrics to provide basically a modifier to your wins or losses. So if you lost, but performed exceptional, exceptionally better than the rest of your team, then you may lose less points and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of questions over how does it figure it out? The big question being like, blizzard, how do you determine, uh, and this was in the deep dive, I think it was in the what's next or deep dive presentation. Mm -hmm. I think it's the what's next presentation. You know, what are the different metrics or vectors you're using to measure each hero on performance how you know why are you guys figuring that out is that based based on hgc and he's repeated a couple of times that it's um based on machine learning so it's essentially they choose the metrics but the decision is not like they sit in the boardroom and say hey what do you think we should do give probius this thing and you know make it the number of pylons you put down in a match or something it's based on what they're gaining from the information, and that information can actually update or change based on the data they're getting. Yeah. And so I thought that was pretty interesting. So it was kind of you know like some like a question that example was put here, how does a force wall tacitar get measured up versus an archon tacitar?
3: Right.
2: Like if you're measuring damage output, you'll probably have less damage on on an archon yeah. uh, on a force wall tacidar. So um, they they are not going into detail exactly how this system works. I think this is very proprietary, and they're not going to be open mm-hmm. to the degree that people would say their curiosity about it, but that they're able to look at things like this and adjust accordingly using this thing. Sounds super impressive because it's behind a veil, but um, but overall, that's like that's the gist of the comments here. And that um, the other little takeaway I saw from this was that new heroes and heroes that recently received reworks will not get adjustments. Mm. So that may factor into your ranked meta that you may not want to play new new heroes or new reworked heroes for a while because unless they're dominant, because you won't be forgiven. You know, you if you take a loss, you won't be given forgiveness points for playing really well because the system won't know yet. Mm. although somebody's going to have to play it first, so...
1: Yeah, I mean, you should still do it if you think it's the right call.
2: Yeah, you should let, let other people do it and then not lose <laughs> your points. let them
1: be the guinea pigs. <laughs> I like it. But, Bo, you, you bring up a good point, which is that it is a bit behind a veil, and I do think that's important for this, because the more information they give us, and I, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that are like, oh, I don't like it. It's sorcery, I tell you. It's just magic, and the, there's no logic behind it. We don't know. Um, but the more we know, the easier it becomes to exploit it. You know, if you know how the system works, then it's easier to say, okay, well, now I know how to take advantage of the system. So I think that veil is important. Um, and we just kind of have to take that for what it is and hope it ends up being good and hope they make adjustments if it ends up not being good. Uh, the thing that I thought was actually really interesting is actually just beyond this. It's actually a reply to this Uh, where somebody pointed out, like, is this system going to differentiate between wins and losses? For example, if I'm a support and we lose because my team's constantly feeding, my healing numbers might not be very good if my team's just getting crushed and they're getting themselves killed before I can do any decent healing numbers. And he said, yes, the comparisons for winning games are different for losing games. So, the system is even differentiating on a level of whether or not you won or lost the game. And I think that's also very interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, the other note in here I thought was interesting that jumped out to me a uh, question I had about the new system was was it going to apply to all modes in the game? Like, would it be quick match and all the ranked stuff and unranked and everything else? And uh, the confirmation is yes, it'll be, it'll apply to any mode that uses MMR, meaning if there's some weird offshoot goofball minigame thing that being put in there for some reason that doesn't use mmr to match people uh then maybe not there but in the case of anything that is an MR, mmr based matching system in the game which is pretty much all the viable modes uh this will apply to that as well so anyway it's a good read you should go check it out if you're interested in all and at all in what's going on with the performance-based matchmaking changes coming in 2018 blizz travis has you covered oh yeah uh, roster apocalypse 2018 is underway. Hey, everybody, welcome to esports time. We're gonna talk a little bit about esports here. All right. Uh, <laughs> this is what happens. You have big uh, finals and stuff, and all that happens, and then what happens? Oh, it's draft time, and its players are leaving and going to other teams. Time and all that kind of stuff. People are getting dropped. People are getting added. And one of the biggest news this week is Bakery from Dignitas is stepping down. That is a big name, uh, and was a huge part of that team. Uh, we're not going to go over all the changes and stuff, but that's one of the major things happening. Anything in the shakeup here that has anyone worried about their their HGC hopefuls or uh, what team they want to get behind?
2: Uh, well, there's there's a lot of interesting stuff in here, John. I don't know if you have anything in particular besides Bakery leaving. He was kind of a he's been kind of a face. Yeah. In the in the WWE parlance or the wrestling parlance. Yeah. He's a face. He's kind of good guy, heroes guy, and uh, I quite liked him. And he's been doing some of the broadcast stuff, so it is it is something noticeable. I feel like he's gone to caster land. <laughs> um, you yeah. know, that's it's to me. It kind of all right. We're gonna get into some details about roster apocalypse, but I kind of have this impression. It's not exclusive to heroes, but it kind of feels like to me the 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 sweet spot to be in in esports is to be like casters mm. and analysts and stuff. You get a ton of camera time. You get a lot of followers, you get this sort of celebrity and I, you know, I, I've spent a, f- we're, we're going to talk about real sports here. So if I'm about to tilt you, you need to shut off the show. <laughs> um, but like <laughs> when I watch hockey in my youth, with my dad, I knew a all the players were and it was some two overweight dudes in a booth that you saw for two seconds, you know, saying the sports stuff and they were great, but yeah. it was just like, you're seeing these fit athletes. They're your heroes. They're a good guy, Wayne Gretzky and Mark Messier and things like that. You don't care about the casters in that kind of way. Like, yeah, there's Don Cherry and Rob McClain up here in Canada, uh, Hockey Night in Canada, woo! But um, but you don't you don't lo- love them like you love the players. And in esports, I feel like it's 80% camera time for the commentators, analysts, and the celebrity sort of culture. And I feel like I know bakery quite a bit, but I know relatively little about the people that I watch in the HGC apart from their sweet names. Right. And the plays they do in the game. And I just think it's backwards. Mm, the focus is a little so, off. I'm have gonna, fun bakery.
0: I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say this. I think you're probably uh definitely noticing a, a true thing. You're seeing a flip flop in the way it works with regular sports. And I think the reason that is in regular sports NHL, NBA, NFL, whatever, uh The people who commentate games, your Vince Scully's of the world, your whoever's, right? The guys that are sitting behind the thing, the John Madden of the world. They may have been players before. Many of them have. Now they move into into commentary. But there's no clear path for regular people to be a part of that. Um, You might be a good enough player to get in, maybe. But the the path is very difficult going from uh, zero to Vince Scully. It's a it's a very unique thing. It's a very small gate. Uh, very few people get in there, um, and millions watch it. In the case of esports, it's flipped partly because any one of us could, if we wanted to, get into casting these games. If we really wanted to do it, we'd figure out a way in. Like the the opportunity is way lower cost. The uh, the the barriers to get in are way lower and way fewer. So uh, Bo Schwartz could become a it is it is a plausible thing for me to say out loud. Bo Schwartz could become an HDC commentator. It is not as plausible for me to say Bo Schwartz could become an NF, uh, NHL commentator. You see the difference? Yeah. Like, it's because no, of this democratization uh, internet thing. I think that's why. All of that being said, like, kind of, who cares? The reasons why? The question is, does it does it take away from the game or does it? You know, does that balance of powers kind of screw things up? And I think I kind of agree with you that the focus doesn't feel like it's on the players i feel like the focus is on the filter which is the caster behind the desk talking about the
2: players yeah, yeah. they're great it's just it's dis- it's like production decisions it's right. the decision about how you're delivering your product your uh, you know your your television programming or whatever like it's right I just feel like the emphasis is there and i'm like they're great people and they do a good job I like a lot of the casters, but I feel like I spend more time talking and or hearing and listening to them yeah. than I'm watching the game. I get that feeling a little less when I'm watching Starcraft out of all the esports, if I'm being honest.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm 100% with you and I do, you know, I'll even throw down the disclaimer too cuz I think we have great casters. When I was first getting into Heroes, I thought well, if Tasteless and Artosis don't do it, what's the point? They're the only good casters out there. You know, like that was kind of the mentality early on. It was like, who else can do this except those guys? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think we have a team that I actually enjoy watching even more than I liked them watching StarCraft. Like, I, I think we've really evolved and gotten a good crew there. So this is not meant to be a criticism on the casters themselves. But, Bo, I know I talked to you about this, and that is, I you know, I live in Phoenix, and there was a time where the Phoenix Suns were actually a good team, and they had a chance to go all the way, and I was a big fan, and then all those players are gone. And, uh, you know, it's a different team now. It's obviously not a very good team right now, but it waxes and wanes, but I grew up in Arizona, and I'm a Phoenix Suns fan. That's the reality that I live in. Like it's it's lifelong regardless of what happens to the players. I don't feel that way in esports. Mm-hmm. In esports, you follow the players that you're interested in, and there's so many trades and all of that that you know when they say, Okay, so and so and so and so are off this team, you're not like, Well, darn it, but I'm a dignitas fan, so I gotta just stick with dignitas. You're more likely to go with the players and say, "Okay, well, so and so is now on this team, so I guess I'm now a Roll Twenty fan, or I'm now, you know, a-, a Team Liquid fan." You know, you kind of chase the players that you like, and the players that manage to break that kind of mysterious silhouette in the back and actually be a, a forefront for the team, and you kind of follow them around, and you don't follow the teams themselves. Um, and I think that's an interesting issue with esports as well, is I we mean, don't we don't really root for teams. We root for people.
2: That's true. But, I mean, you know, Wayne Gretzky went to go play for the LA Kings, and a lot of people still were supportive of him, even though he moved. I mean, I'm sure there... Like, there's a... Two, you could be of two minds. Like, I agree with everything you said. I just don't think it applies to cast. It, to me, it, like, in the real sports world, someone leaves to go do cast or death stuff. Like, it's great, and they're cool people, but I don't know. I just... I. Dig. I want to. It just feels like Bakery is uh, a good face for the game. He's a good player. They're on a team that a lot of people whose narrative arc really get behind. Uh, so you know, you look like you. I expect trades and, and shakeups to happen, but again, to leave for casting when I feel like uh, it's like, oh, it's your rookie year. It's like inaugural HGc season yeah I'm retiring, and you know I, I don't we don't know that he's gonna be a caster. It just kind of looked that way. Sure. I, I, that could be totally off, but sure it was a side comment that I just felt like there's an army of caster people in the eSports world, and it's you know, it's just I don't know it, it's just too much emphasis on it you like I, I'm like, okay, you're retired out. I shouldn't care about you except it'll be nice to see you when you cast something. yeah bye-bye, yeah unfollow. <laughs> <laughs> Unfriend me. hey, you know yeah. what I like about
0: uh, bakery? I'm just gonna say this. Uh, he and I are we're, we're we're kindred because we both are very moly. We have a lot of moles, so uh, I feel like a connection to 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 moly old bakery there.
1: That, that's what did it for you, <laughs> yeah. huh?
0: Yeah, he's a moly fella. He's got my mole uh, thing happening, <laughs> and I don't know. I feel like we you know we we could be pals if we were brothers. Uh, you'd have you'd have
2: like a tall and tiny thing going on too because I I didn't. I got a chance to see him at, at BlizzCon. He's a small man. Oh, he's a little little dude? Yeah, yeah. I never can tell Yeah, that oh,
0: That's yeah,
1: awesome. You... That means that there's someone out there that's my size, and that makes <laughs> me happy. I'm sick of this community, <laughs> you bunch of tallies. Yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, I hang around, and I look. I'm not, I look, I'm short. I'm not going to make the claim I'm not short, but you guys make me feel like I'm abnormally short. Well, when what's I'm great, out with all
0: of what's you. great when all three of us, there's that gift floating around of us trying to get into position for a photo at the dinner thing we were at. And, uh, my favorite meme floating around was, uh, so it's me in the back, Bo in the middle and John in the front. And my favorite (laughs) meme was, or meme was human dwarf gnome was my favorite (laughs) way people describe that. But, uh, yeah, it was mostly not that Bo's, Bo's not really a short, short guy. You just have, you have dwarf like features in that you got like cool hair and a beard and you might have a
2: hammer hidden somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I I like, I played dwarf on the Alliance side. They're the best race and warcraft well to be honest uh, right okay we could have words
0: about that gonna... <laughs> yeah
1: we don't necessarily need to go there i like and like too. i said we we don't need to necessarily talk about all these trades because we're in the middle of them in fact a lot of the news right now is just who's off what team and yeah. not where they're ultimately going yeah. so we'll we'll talk more about it as as it kind of pans out but if you are interested in following these players or these teams um, it, there's a mega thread on the Heroes of the Storm Reddit. Uh, it's right up near the top. Uh, we can supply those links as well. And it's uh, worth checking out. I mean, I'm going to be probably rooting for different teams next year because some of my favorite players are moving and joining with some of my other favorite players. And that's always really exciting.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to walk back all my Roll20 stuff now. They got rid of Glaurung and uh, and uh, brought Cure and Dainski on. Hmm. And I'm a I'm a cure fan. Isn't kind of a Glauron? So kind of,
0: isn't Glauron a that's a Klingon name, isn't it? Or I'm thinking of Gauron. It doesn't matter. Uh,
2: I don't know.
1: Gauron <laughs> yeah, is a
0: Klingon. Okay, <laughs> you're right. Was, he was, you, wasn't yeah.
1: he that obnoxious Klingon that was always making trouble whenever he showed up? Yeah, it,
0: show, it was always going ah, you've lost all your honor again, Worf. Blah. He was always yelling at Worf or something. Maybe it was his brother or some shit. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> He was uh, he was uh, Alexander's uncle. Anyway, moving on. Hey, John thinks we found the perfect map rotation, and we're in it right now. So here is the now. This is the ranked rotation. It's now different, right? Because uh, quick play is everything. Well, everything that isn't being worked on, uh, like Hanamura. But uh, but ranked is now its own thing. Like this is in effect. Uh, yes. This so
1: is, as of this last patch, this is. This is what you're getting if you're going into rank.
0: All right. So you got Battlefield of Eternity, Braxis Holdout. Bo's not happy about that. Or maybe you are. I don't know. I had a really long Braxis game yesterday. So um while I was while John was waiting to get in with me. That thing went for freaking ever, and I'm not used to that. I'm used to that snowballing and being over. Anyway, <clears throat> there's Braxis, there's Cursed Hollow, Dragon Shri- uh, Shri- Shire. <laughs> I'm playing too much Mario Shine, I wanted to say over and over. Uh Infernal Shrines. Oh, there we go. There's some shrines. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Sky Temple, Tomb of the Spider Queen, Towers of Doom, and Volskaya Foundry. That's a pretty solid lineup. Probably their best yeah. maps. Yeah. Oh, is it now, just because Garden Terror is not there? That's why you're happy?
1: There's no Garden Terror. Mm. There's no, uh, Warhead Junction. There's no Blackheart's Bay, although I don't mind that one as much. Mm. Uh, there's no Hanamura yeah. for obvious reasons. Yep. Yeah. Um, I just feel like I feel like a lot of the bottom of the barrel. Now, you have enough maps to where there are some maps on here that, yes, I, are not my favorites. There's definitely an order. But I feel like if you took my list and you just said, okay, well, we're going to cut the four bottom ones from it, this is what you would be left with. Mm. So I'm feeling real good about this map rotation. Might encourage me to play more ranked than I
0: normally do. Oh, very nice. Uh, Bo, you, mm. you happy with this lineup?
2: It's all right? Mm, well, I'm a little ambivalent. Uh I think most of my high win rate maps are off of here, so that's a bummer from a rank perspective. But um yeah, I mean it just it just changes. I, I overall I say I like map rotation, it keeps everything fresh. I might want to extend it out a little bit, but um I think a month's too short, personally. Um yeah, I don't think Yeah, I'm not <laughs> I saw there was a lot of comments about the perfect map rotation. And as you know, I was fine with Hanamura. So I think the map rotation talk is lame. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> these are maps in the game. They're balanced or they're unbalanced, but let's keep variety in. There's no perfect map rotation. There's what's on. No, there's no what's there on, is,
1: but we have it. It's, for there's, <laughs> it's here. <laughs> there's it what's
2: happens. on order uh, for, for play. So I'm, I'm a little ambivalent, I think, to, to this commentary. Uh, I'm glad that I do like
0: that they're separated, though. I don't know why I'm glad. I don't. Well, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna play this next season like hard. Um, I guess it's already started, hasn't it?
2: It's already started. Is no. It was, when's no, the next? No. A bit. I th- it's the next patch because performance based MMR is supposed to be in the next once the season ends. Mm, that's right. That's. So what I, I think was waiting the for. season ends in December, so I think that's when we're gonna see the performance-based MMR patch on the the, PT, yeah. the an, extended PTR.
0: I'm going to go hard into Hero League when that happens, because uh, I want to test this system, first of all, but I also want to test my theory that I'm that I will get out of there quicker, that I'll end up with a, a quick MMR adjustment, which I want real bad. Anyway, we'll see. Um, What else? That's it. Oh, uh, what are we doing right now? It says right here. <laughs> what are we into right now? Well, John's into pot. Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> Blizzard has given us a roadmap for the rest of 2017, and with exception, uh, with the exception of maybe some holiday surprises, it's a bit of a quiet week. So, you know, I, I guess what I'm doing right now is just playing uh, the newer heroes, and and just I don't know, I'm having a real good groove in the game right now. I'm really enjoying every game I play, even losses. Like I'm having just a good time. It's mostly with friends as usual, but maybe that's a big part of it. Maybe that's all of it, but. Uh, yeah, I feel like the game is just in a nice groove for me right now. There's nothing glaring for me. Nothing's jumping out and going, boy, I sure hate this feature or that map sure sucks or sure hope I don't get uh, comped with these people. Like, I'm just having a good time. And even with randos, the things have gone pretty smooth, generally. There haven't been any kind of weird flame outs or crazy, uh, you know, uh, psycho things happening. So that'd be my answer to that. How about you, John?
1: Yeah, I've been in kind of a good place with the game too. I, I'm with you. There is nothing in the game that's that's really driving me too crazy. I feel like Alexstrasza shook up the meta uh, as much as you can call the meta. You know, a day after she came out, but I've the games I've played have been a little odd. Uh, but. You know, I think it's I think it's been fun, and I think I've been having a good time with it. And I'm like you, there's no maps that come up that I'm like, oh, I hate this. There's no heroes that come up that I absolutely hate. Although, we had a um, Asmodan game that I think firmly put me <laughs> in Bo's camp. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but beyond that, I I feel like we're we're in a really good place with the game. And I've my big thing lately is I've just been. Uh, it's not even really for the loot boxes because there's nothing I'm trying to get. Yeah. But I've just been saying, okay, whatever my next character is the level, that's what I'm playing. Mm-hmm. Just to get a wider range of heroes that I'm playing and trying out. And I actually really fell in love with Rexar of all characters mm-hmm. and have really been enjoying playing him, uh, which has been very, very different. But uh, yeah. it's good. Yeah. I, I've been getting cravings to play heroes in a way that I haven't been getting... I would say since you know when we were first getting into this game
0: yeah it's like a there's a drive to do it that there's always a like if I'm hearing that we're all getting together that's driving for me I'm like yep let's do it but that kind of like there's a million video games to play and I'm supposed to be getting moons and in, in Mario and solving the ancient Egyptian problems with Assassin's Creed and a million other games I want to play Heroes is cropping up and saying hey but what about what about this how about you come over here even with a just quick solo game and there's no one around, why don't you come do that? And I'm like, yeah, actually, I do feel like doing that. And I think that's kind of Bo's entire. I think Bo always feels this way, Bo. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you're the most driven mm-hmm. player I know. I'm starting to have that same kind of drive. I'm starting to feel it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and I think it's because the roster's in a place that just is really great right now. And I don't know, I'm finding my place, my 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 calling in the game a little bit. I don't know it's weird. So how do you feel about all this?
2: Yeah, well there's a lot to sink your teeth into if you let it. I know like you have generally I think you're reflective of the player base which is you have a pool of characters that you play right. and the characters that you don't play. So there's always something if you want to get into it to unravel, right? Yeah. Um and 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 sometimes when you decide to go deep like I'm really going to get into tanking or I'm really going to get into this thing, you realize like like real sp- sports you know the more you practice certain things the better you become at it come at it and almost like if you don't play a lot of sport you get worse at it like you can kind of feel your ability shift based on what you're practicing and that can be a rewarding feeling once you kind of you know get a nuance with the character or with the play style or a thing like that so i feel like there's immeasurable depths to mine if that's a game that you want to play Personally, I think I'm on a bit of a downswing since BlizzCon, which is a funny thing to say. Mm. Um, I had a lot of time to play this weekend, and I just didn't play. And that might just be IRL stuff and a lot of stuff coming up. I know I always have a desire to play, but I think mood-wise, I've been a little... I've I've reduced my playtime for a bit and um not consciously, so I'm not sure what that's about. But uh mm. that's sort of been like the game's in a good place and I know I'll get back to it. Mm-hmm. But um I guess, you know, a few weeks ago Deus Ex was on sale. I remember you told me to buy it? Yeah. Oh and I bought it, it and I was really excited to play it. I still haven't cracked it. <laughs> oh, you, you know? should play it it's so good. I, still, yeah. I, I it's just it's time. Like time is an important issue, and mm-hmm. I think probably when you when you play a lot of one game, you do have to... It's okay to walk away or cut down a little bit. And I think that's where I am. Because of all the new stuff coming, I'm sort of okay with uh, taking a bit of a step back. Well, this uh, is exactly what I've
0: done. I've done this again. I've done it again. Like I always do at BlizzCon. I've done that with Warcraft. Whenever there's a new uh, expansion announced... And I was, I'm all in on Legion still. I think it's great and everything, but all the new expansion news has made me go, oh, I really want all the new stuff. Like, hurry up and put the low-level uh, character, uh, you know, leveling cap things in now because then I'd go play it. Like, I feel like I'm now in that I'd r- I really want to get the things they told me about and not necessarily play the thing that exists now. I do that with Warcraft every BlizzCon, like every yeah. time. And since this is kind of your big Blizzard game, you might just be having a taste of that, you know, like a little bit of...
2: Yeah, like, uh, this is this is going to... I hate to hesitate saying it. Sometimes I hate thinking it, knowing we do a show and we talk about it and i'd really love for our show to promote you know f- make you want to go out and play the game so i'm always hesitant sometimes when i'm feeling certain negative things to throw that stuff out there mm-hmm. but i'm i was like the cinematic was like everything looks beautiful the people work on the team are committed people something we didn't mention last week we went to the i went to the nexus mvp i watched the opening ceremony from the community hall and it was mainly heroes community people that you might know of like streamers and stuff and developers mm. But it was a very small audience, like mm. live. Mm. But very committed and passionate team that loved their game. And when we do the show, I want to support it. But uh, I saw the news and, and went kind of, meh. You know, like I flew all the way to BlizzCon. I had a great time. And like literally the Heroes news is like, okay. Like it felt like a, a step on a ladder I climbed before. And that's because I've been playing the game. It's coming close on to three years.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: and And I'm not sure if I should distrust that feeling it's just a temporary thing mm-hmm. or just you know when you're a day-to-day professional like you might work in shoemaking and you make the world's sexiest shoes and people love it but you're like well I've been doing this 20 years it's shoemaking I make these sexy shoes and people love them like eh, it's not special to me because I see how the sausage gets made right the shoe sausage. <laughs> and I <laughs> and I'm kind of a little bit there so I want to show up on the show and be like oh this is great this is great it's great uh, but for me, I was a little bit like everything. There's nothing negative to say overall about what's been coming. But I'm in that. I'm in this low, like, whew, you know, it's like just business as usual and heroes. Totally understand. And yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm still playing the game regularly and stuff. It's it's just where am I at with the game right now? Or what am I liking? I'm, I'm feeling this kind of just is it ambivalence? I don't no, know what I, it think is. Just, I think
0: you're just. I think you're having a phase. Everyone has them.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. I had a recent phase like this in Heroes and now I'm feeling way motivated in Heroes and I'll probably have another like part of part of what I love about the show and the community is there I know if I get on and I have a hair to play there's someone's gonna be there like last night I was just gonna go in and play Alex Strauss by myself I get pinged by John I got pinged by TBK I heard from Garrett like everybody's like oh next game next game and I realized this is one of the things I'd love about this there's always going to be somebody around there's always a reason to get in there and laugh and have a good time and blow up some stuff and and that's good enough sometimes, and and that'll always be there, so it's okay. I think Phases are good. Nothing wrong with Phases. There's also a really good band called Phases. You guys should check them out. They're awesome. It has nothing to do with what you're saying, but Phases, the band, really good. It's phases. They're important. Yeah, you should really. They are really good. I like them a lot. I like trip hop. It's good stuff. Anyway, hey, uh, one more quick note before we get to emails. Uh, as people know, since uh, right before BlizzCon, we launched our Patreon, and we want to thank everybody for their support there over at patreon.com slash core show. Right? <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, it's
2: core show. It's core show. I always Patreon forget .com I always forget if I put
0: core, core, show. core show or if I put core something. Anyway, doesn't matter. Core show is what we used. And uh we appreciate all the help you guys have given. If you want a monthly Dear Martha letter in your hands, like a physical letter, that's a thing that's happening. All kinds of cool stuff over there and more to be added soon. But I wanted to make sure that we uh, remind you folks that uh, we're at the stage of this show, 104 episodes in, where it's time to, you know, start figuring out a way to help help it pay for itself. And you guys are helping us do that. We love to do this. Uh, as it stands right now, I would like to, if things keep going like this, I want to keep this like a Patreon only supported show and never have any ads on here, never have any other kind of stuff. We just want to be able to to do it for you and have you be our boss. So check it out, Patreon.com heroes sorry core show why am i doing that core show.com
2: slash patreon yeah and (laughs) or or the way or if you just go to frogpants.com slash core or
0: heroesforyou.com, it's all right there
2: i I want i want to say one thing real quick too um your support is greatly appreciated because literally we got i got a little bit of the the funds from that and i had no money for food Mm. and i was able to buy food so you
1: bought bo a bush
0: pizza yep that's right
2: so just saying it's greatly appreciated (laughs) more than it's on other shows it's the most appreciated patreon donation you can make literally it makes me want to draw you eating a bush pizza that's what that makes me i
1: know it really it's really good i i Donated part of mine to charity. Oh, way done! well done. Way done. That's what I did, mm. which I don't know why, because I'm super broke. <laughs> it's, uh, really, I'm not far off from being a charity case myself, but, uh, that's what I did with it. So that's where it went. And, uh, that's, that's fine. But I appreciate the support. We're almost, we're over halfway to our, our first goal, yeah. which is super cool. And I like writing dear Martha's and I got to do the second one. Has the first one gone out, or is that going out at the end of this month? I don't remember going out at the ahead.
0: end of this month. I think is the way we had the set because we kind of staggered the release or the start. So I yeah. think it's I think it's going out this month, so people will start getting the November forward. I think is how it's how it works. I'll talk to who I have doing that for us, but I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Um, yeah, we're getting there, and not only that, I don't know. I just like I like doing this for the people. That's what I like. This is great. Like you guys are there and we're doing it for you. And even if you went over there and said, oh man, I can't do some of these levels or whatever, but I have a buck I could throw at it. Pfft, great. That'd be awesome. We, uh, and, and there's a whole group of you are like, oh, I just got fired or, uh, my wife stole everything and kicked me out of the apartment threw, literally threw me out the window into a bush where there was a weird Canadian eating a bush pizza. If that happened <laughs> to you, that's okay too. keep listening to the show. We're not about to put it behind a paywall or anything. That's not happening. But if you like the show and you appreciate it and you have the means to throw even a little bit our way, uh, please do. Patreon.com/slash/core show is where you want to go. Now it's time for this. Time for an email from someone who sent an email to core at com. That's the email address. Use it at your leisure, leisure, and uh, we'll read your emails right here on the show. This came from an old friend of the network, Legrand Jolly. Isn't that a great name? Legrand Jolly. It's his real name. He says, Hi, core bros. How do you guys feel about traits and talents that have effects when heroes die? An example might be Uther's Eternal Vanguard or Tyrael's Archangel's Wrath or even ETC's Level 20 Death Metal talent. Usually my goal when playing heroes is to not die, so I usually shy away from playing a hero with a death trait because it is something I never want to use. Uh, I've been listening since episode one. I've never missed an episode. When I uh, uh, when I went a few months without playing the game, even then. Congrats on 100! Uh, the three of you have a great dynamic. Keep up the great work, LeGrand. Uh, well, first of all, thanks for the compliment. We really appreciate that. Second of all, it's a really good point. Um, I was thinking of somebody else the other day that has a death thing. Who? Oh, like um, some of them have benefits. Says. Yeah, Leoric has a thing where he can be a real pain in the butt and hurry up his death timer. Uh, while he's dead so there's no and also doesn't have to come traveling someplace on a horse he can just sort of be there so he's another one but there are also ones where the benefit is once in a while like diablo can uh spawn at the nexus uh, like asap because he has enough globes excuse me so or not globes what are they called Souls? souls souls yeah uh i don't know i mean i've never i've never really thought about it before I, I, you think I, it'd be a thing you'd like, because if you do die, well, then you got you have an option, right?
1: I like it in the case of everybody except Tyrael. Mm. Tyrael's really the only one that still kind of sticks in my craw a little. Mm. That's still a thing people say, right? Sure. Sticks in the craw. Sure. What is the craw, though? Uh, I don't know. I always thought it was like the zipper of your jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I think your craw isn't it your jaw. I don't know. <laughs> is it? I feel like you would call it your jaw, if it was the jaw. Yeah, I felt like it craw would be like, because it's like halfway to the word crotch. Yeah. So I just kind of pictured it be somewhere in there. Yeah. And craw is apparently mouth. Yeah. So I couldn't be further from what it actually is. It's not the zipper in your jeans. But hey, we've all learned something today.
3: Yeah. Anyway,
1: uh, Tyrios is the only one that bugs me. Because with Uther, I feel like you can play into it. If You, die, you can be aggressive with him you can actually use it in a beneficial way. You can burn all your healing. You use your benediction to get faster cooldowns and all of that. But if your team still needs more, you can try to get yourself blown up so you can throw down even more healing and maybe keep the fight going. Like that, You know you're going to get that healing. You know that's going to be a benefit. Yeah. Um, ETC Death Metal, kind of a question whether or not it'll be useful, but it usually catches at least somebody. Whether people can take advantage of it or not is another matter, but for the most part, I feel like there are things you can do with these abilities that will impact gameplay and allow you to make at least a small decision with your character. Mm. With Tyrael, it feels like, well, I died, and that sucks, and maybe I'll get to do something cool with it if all the conditions line up properly or if I talent into a way where I know I can then make it useful. I actually feel like Tyrael ha- requires a talent for it to be kind of useful at all yeah so i i is the only one that still bugs me and i I wish they'd do something with it but uh other than that i i think it's okay i don't think it's bad i think it's all right for heroes to do something when they die Yeah. um but i I just don't like
0: they're also they're also two new heroes now that have get out of jail cards that are not death effects but you if you beat death by about a second you can really change your life for the good and that is uh the rocket uh, ultimate thing from Junkrat. Uh, it's not a perfect scenario. You do have to come back, but you come back on a speedy rocket. But you save yourself from dying using your ultimate. And hopefully you did some damage while you were doing it. Uh, and then Alexstrasza has, has a has a weird one. Her, her uh, flying in the sky, dropping bombs of healing or damage is a great way to get out of there, but also leave some trouble before you do. Um, because on her final landing where the reticule changes and lets you know that now she's going to come back down, you can move her way out. Like, get her out of all danger. She may only have a sliver of life yet, but you can you can save her. I like those kinds of things quite a bit. And I'm sure there are others I can't think of right now. I'm sure there are others, right? Aren't there others? got to be others like
1: that. Yeah, there are others that can... I mean, Murky goes back to an egg, doesn't matter. Vikings oh, right. can do their play it again I mean there's a bunch of stuff that involves like escaping death or a way around death mouth eel talents vertical man talents there's a lot of
0: stuff somebody once told me in an email that I shouldn't be allowed to talk about the Vikings unless I've played them and I to that I would say I can talk about why I don't play them that's okay right I don't play them because they're dumb there take that they're dumb hey Bo
2: Bo what do you think about the the, the well, I'm thinking minute. about this person's context because he asked us how we felt about them. Hmm. We answered that. But the thing that sort of jumped out to me was I usually shy away from playing a hero with a death trait because I don't want to use it. And he's probably been told the worst thing you can do in a MOBA is die. Yeah. And the answer is no, that's not the worst thing you can do. The worst thing you can do is, you know, be toxic. <laughs> I think actually, yeah. Um. But, you know, Especially when you have characters who have abilities on their trait. So if you're, if if you're, I'm assuming you're a newer player, you should probably follow that advice and shy away from them. But there's a concept in most games, in most competitive games known as trading. Mm. So the way you want to think about these abilities is you have an ability for when you die. Are there ideal moments where, you can leverage this. So, you know, John's example with Uther, he puts out a lot of healing once he's in Ghost Man mode. um, You could deliberately get focused in order to heal up a team that's going to spin ultimately to your advantage. So, basic math, if you die, but your trait or that threat of activation from your trait, you utilize that to secure more deaths or objective value on the map. So maybe you take... The brunt of, you lose the skirmish, but your buddy Asmodan got to keep bot lane. Um, these abilities are there for you to make tactical decisions about when these are good. And if you don't know what they are right now, then you're probably right to sort of shy away from them. But as you develop as a player, you will find uses for these things when they're, you can leverage why they're good. Um, you know, because there's nothing more irritating when I play orc and I get... crap for dying too much by Mm my because i play him a lot in ranked. like no i need to die because i need to establish dominance by showing that i'm not going to run away Mm -hmm. and and there's a there's a deliberate tactic to that and and it's okay that i die because we can afford it and unless we're going to give up a huge level lead then it's a big dumb thing to do otherwise
3: yeah
2: it's not really so so once you can start thinking tactically then your perception of don't die as some sort of easy rule to follow changes mm. and it's actually not good advice it's I, good advice up to a point and it, then it isn't
0: i have a good idea ow that hurt
2: i have a good idea <laughs>
0: that,
2: <laughs> did yeah. the idea hurt
0: no.
1: i feel like that's going to be on scott's tombstone oh. someday like rip <laughs> scott johnson ow that I hurt have, i have a good idea
0: oh. <laughs> yeah it's not bad so i i just tore something off the thing and it hurt my foot anyway um uh, Uh, What if, this is just an idea, okay? So, Blizzard, if you're listening, take this for what it's worth. Uh, I think Lash is listening. She could just take this one thing and pass it to the team and just say, hey, guys, what about this? Here's what you do. Just a little note. Yeah, a little note. Pass it over, a little post-it note. You don't have to say who said it. Uther, the Lightbringer, okay? What you do is at level 20, you give him a new talent called the Ultimate Sacrifice. All right? And that may already be a term in the game. I don't know if anyone else has it. It seems like an easy one. And if there isn't one that's dumb, someone should have something called, there should be a talent called the ultimate sacrifice.
2: I put money on the fact that that's not in the game. Okay. I know all the talent names.
0: All right. If, so here's a perfect place
2: is a perfect place for it then. So here's what he
0: does. He he chooses that talent. Now he can in that strategic situation, Bo described in the middle of a scuffle in a fight that looks like we're going to lose. Unless something crazy, Healy wise happens. You can have a smart Uther go, I'm committing the ultimate sacrifice. He hits two. It's an active ability. And he goes, for the light or whatever. And he just is enveloped in a big light thing. He essentially kills himself. And now is Joe Joe Healer, man, really hardcore for a bit, just like he is when he dies normally. But this way, you choose when he dies. You don't have to be strategic about it and figure out a way to get yourself killed. Does that make sense? That's a cool idea. Ultimate sacrifice. Uther, let's see that happen. PTR, let's go.
1: I'd actually, I think it'd be cool on Junkrat too. Then you could actually use his trait of leaving bombs behind when he dies. I guess he kind of does it with his rocket thing. But yeah, but like, it's
0: really dodgeable if you're paying attention. Like you, people that get caught in his balls in in Overwatch too, by the way, are so just on. not good at playing games anymore. Like he's, it is no longer a giant threat to be blown up by his balls because <laughs> because, you <Continue>. know, <laughs> because you know because you know. You know they're going to happen, so you don't hang around and stand in them. I mean, sometimes chaos happens and you end up catching the, the brunt of one. But if you're getting killed by Junkrat's balls, <laughs> you're poor, uh-huh. You're a poor hero slash Overwatch player. That's what I I'm just saying. I just
1: want you to know I lost the thread of what you were saying entirely because I pictured something different than what was intended <laughs> for that entire conversation.
0: Well, now we're all seeing it. We all have it on our heads now. Hey, by the way, quick update. Craw. Definition. You ready? Here you go. Yeah. Uh, uh first let's have a here let's have this thing pronounce it. Craw. Okay, so that's uh, the,
1: <laughs>
3: I don't
0: all of a sudden I I don't like this word anymore. I
1: don't know why I found that so funny but I did.
0: It's a uh, dictionary.com. Craw. All right. Uh, by the way, today's word of the day Scrimshank is Scrimshank, but that's got nothing to do with Craw. So Wait,
1: here's... is that the AOL you've got mail guy? Is Scrimshank. What he's doing now? Well,
0: not me, it's 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 not the, her. Um, yeah, craw guy. Let me try it again. Craw. It does sound like him. You've got Craw.
2: Craw. <laughs> is it, is it, is it, isn't Craw Scrimshank a character in Knights of the Old Republic? <laughs> no, but
1: it should be. Can you craw? play it two times in fast succession so it sounds like a crow?
2: Yeah, I'll try.
3: Craw. Craw. Craw, craw.
0: It's as fast as it'll let me do it. Let's okay. see if scrim, shank and then craw. Wait. Oh shit! <laughs> Clicked the wrong thing. Okay, scrimshank.
3: Scrimshank. Craw. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no, it's the other way around. Craw, scrimshank. Craw. Scrim. Scrimshank. That's the new name. Yeah. Bo's right. That should be the name of something. Anyway, the point is, craw. It's a noun, and there are two definitions for this that are used commonly. Uh, a or number one, the crop of a bird or insect. I don't know what a crop is. So now we have a whole nother problem, uh, two, the stomach of an animal. That's the most common craw, uh, thing. So the idiom is sticks in one's craw to cause considerable or abiding resentment or rankle. It says here, oh, okay. the oh here's the usage. She said I was pompous and that really stuck in my craw. Can now, we
1: get the guy to read rankle please?
0: Oh, rankle. Yeah, but we can, um,
2: that's Kraw's that's brother, Rankle. <laughs> Rankle.
1: <laughs> My favorite musical group, Kraw and Rankle. Yeah, Craw and
2: Rankle Shank. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Craw and Rankle shrimp, shrimp, Skank. Okay, here we go. Here's Rankle. Rankle. Yeah, what's that guy again? Rankle. 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 All right, great. That guy's great. Rankle. Like okay, geez.
1: Luke anyway. fought the Rankle, yeah. and he was ultimately victorious.
0: It was had all those pig people in that. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, then, okay, one more little thing. I found something called the Phrase Finder. This was, uh, let's see, Uh, this was a post created in 2001. It has not been updated since then. So, unless there's been big changes to uh, what's happened with the word stuck in, or the phrase stuck in my craw, then we don't know. But it says, uh, stick in one's craw. When you can't swallow something and it won't go down, or you are loath to accept it, it sticks in your craw. The craw is the crop or preliminary stomach of a fowl where food is predigested. Hunters centuries ago noticed that some birds swallowed bits of stone that were too large to pass through the craw and into the digestive tract. These stones, unlike the sand and pebbles needed by birds to help grind their food in their pouch, literally stuck in the craw. Couldn't go down any further. This oddity became part of the language of hunters and the phrase was soon used figuratively Uh, from then on. This according to Robert Hendrickson's book, The Encyclopedia of Word and Phrase Origins, Facts on File, New York, 1997. They left out
2: one fact, that well, the birds would also go,
0: Caw, Caw, <laughs>
1: <cry.">
3: Rankle.
2: <laughs> when, when it would be stuck. <laughs> Rankle. Any other words you want me to look up? No?
1: No, I think that's good. I think that's... Uh... How about
2: this? One? I think that's I think this is the most learning we've done all episode. I know.
1: Hey, who said you we were the most educational heroes of the storm podcast? Yeah. Your <laughs> move into the Nexus. Your move.
2: Yeah,
0: here you go. Fester. Oh, Fester Scrimshank. Scrimshank. Is, yeah, the brother, the third brother. Oh my gosh. All these guys. Fester, Craw, and and who's the other one? Wrinkle, right? Wrinkle. <laughs> Wrinkle. All right. Uh, thank you all for being here and listening. And thank you, LeGrand, for your email. Again, the email address is core at heroes for you.com. You are encouraged to use it on the frequent and we will be happy to read them right here on the show. Core at heroes you.com. Heroes you.com is the website. And uh, if you want to go there, that's great. It's got links to everything, including that Patreon I mentioned earlier. Thanks again to everyone supporting us there. It uh, looks like we're only going to grow that and we're very excited about it. Thank you guys so much for the support. And uh, if you want to join us in games, slash join Frog because there still isn't a clan system. One day, maybe. So that's coming. And, uh, oh, Twitter, Core Heroes, John underscore Jagger, Bo Schwartz, and of course, I'm at Scott Johnson. If you want more shows like this, find them at frogpants.com. It's going to do it for us, for me, for Bo, for John. We'll see you next week.